0: You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Do you smell it in the air? It's that fall time football's back we finally we got it it's at our grasp we got two more sleeps till we got football and what a game we got to kick the season off as always thank you for joining us guys to the filthy fantasy football show it is your boys king josh josh the king big rome in the fantasy fish fucks up guys so it's uh now it's official now we're here i'm a little nervous i'm excited nipples have been hard (laughs) for days ready for some football so for tonight's episode, we got uh, your Thursday night matchup between the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we got to your news and notes, and then we're going to talk about some, uh, some big predictions on the year. So let's dive right into news and noise. First off, the most current thing I got right here, Texan signed Danny Amendola,
1: the corpse of. Uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, good so on the, him. the who, who cares signing of the week? Uh, good, you know what? Hopefully. Yeah, how old is he now? God, he's been around forever. He's 35. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, last year
0: for Detroit, played 14 games, 602 yards, zero touchdowns. So uh, he'll you know me. that to look forward to.
2: Huh? Yeah, I don't. I mean, you could watch him and see what happens, but I don't see him being, like, that valuable unless you really get that desperate due to injury or something.
0: 49ers' Week 1 depth chart officially listed Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback over Trey Lance. I don't think that really surprises anybody. Mm-hmm. Not at all.
1: Not at all. He's looked good. I mean, they both, looked, they both looked just fine in the preseason. But I think Jimmy's definitely the man. They're going to look great. They're playing Detroit exactly. this
0: week. So. <laughs> we got some big signing news so uh, for those that don't know, uh, Mr. Latavius Murray was cut by the New Orleans Saints today. And in a corresponding move, Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, wait, that has nothing to do with the Saints. What am I even talking about? Anyways, well, actually, fine. You start. We'll circle Murray. back. Yeah. Okay. So Lat Murray, he was cut by the Saints. Okay. Forgive me. I'm tired. But anyways, but Lev Bell signed with the Baltimore Ravens on the practice squad. To me, that seems more of a depth move that, cause it's funny on fantasy Twitter all day. I've seen people, seeing people writing shit like, Oh, look out for Gus Edwards value. And I was thinking, did anybody else watch Lev Bell last year? He played in, uh, nine games for Kansas city. He only had 254 rushing yards and two touchdowns to me. I think this is, uh, a move to just solidify the backfield. I, I just got a note from Director Ross. It's because Justice Hill went to the IR because he blew out his Achilles. So that uh, sorry, I got my guys confused. But so they they have to bring a body.
2: in. Yeah, they have to bring a body in. Fish, what do they you have got? They have to bring a body in. He He's signed right now, as it speaks to the practice squad, and they said they'll put him on the active roster once he's ready. So he's going to be the third running back, probably on the depth chart. Uh, he potentially could take over number two, but I don't, I don't see happening. I, I agree with you. It's a depth add. It's they have a good running back that could be serviceable, or not. I don't know about good anymore, but a serviceable running back to fill that third spot on the roster. You don't want to go into the season with just two running backs on your roster.
1: I mean, I, I actually think there's a little more relevance to to Bill. He's only what twenty seven years old, twenty six years old. I think he's twenty seven. I'm kind of excited. I think that once he once he gets on the roster, I think he's going to make a little bit of noise. I, he'll probably take that number two spot.
2: Director Ross made a good point. He uh, mentioned him as being a third down running back, and I'll add and possibly a goal line back as well.
0: Yeah, well, cor- correction on you, Big Rome. Uh, Lev Bell's 29. He's going to be 30, oh which is almost like the dead zone for running backs. But uh, Ross actually just mentioned, and he, he is correct, that uh, Gus Buss, and Williams aren't really good at catching the football. So there is a chance that Lev Bell becomes their third down back, which I could see that happening, but realistically it's still Gus Edwards backfield. There was even a note from the coach saying that Gus Edwards is our running back. So to me, again, I still think this is, I'm, I'm not fading Gus Edwards by any stretch. Like I I'd still be full confident that he's going to be uh RB two with upside. I mean, I'd be comfortable with him as my running back too. And then other big news out of Baltimore, Mark Andrews, Mandrews himself, he signed a massive extension, so good on him. Um, I think that also solidifies that Mark Andrews is their wide receiver one.
2: Yeah, I I don't think there was any arguing that before. And while we were shitting on Bell, let's just add, like he's definitely worth picking up because even if he's the second running back or third running back, just because maybe it, There's another injury because apparently every running back gets injured in Baltimore this year. But he also has standalone value depending upon how they use him. You know, if he gets, you might get a lot of passes. He, you know, Director Ross was saying that. And he's got a lot of upside for basically you dropping the last player you drafted and snagging him and seeing what happens. You can cut him like one of those options where it's like no one's got him yet. You can grab him and cut him later if he he doesn't.
0: You're not wrong, but last I checked Lamar Jackson's still their quarterback. So I mean there's not going to be a lot of I just I don't know, I still don't maybe I'm just too bullish on hating uh Lamar, but I I just don't see it. I, like I said, I me personally maybe I'm slightly biased because I have Edwards in our home league and I'm I'm relying on him to be big for me. But I just still think it's his backfield. Yes, Bell does catch the ball. Gus Bus does not catch the ball, but re- like, how often are they going to be in third and long situations where they're going to be needing? You know, Gus averaged over five yards a carry. Lamar Jackson, he's able to extend the play. I just, I still think Gus Edwards has a lot of value there.
1: I got a question for both of you guys or all three. Of you. Who would you rather have picked up today? Tony Jones out of New Orleans, or Bell? Go ahead, Fish. Tony Jones.
2: Yeah, Tony it, Jones. It's just because you know he's a solidified number two. You don't know if he's going to be the number three. And I just think season long you're going to get more value out of it, and it's a little safer
1: of a floor. I agree.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, with Kamara when he was hurt, Lat Murray was an RB2+. plus. So, I mean, if, if this guy generally has, hey, Rome, put your phone on silent. What are you doing, man? We're in the show.
2: In the the show. <laughs> <laughs> Director Ross says he'd rather pick up COVID than those two. <laughs> oh.
0: Ah, there you go. That makes sense. But I mean, if I had to choose, I would go with Jones over uh, over Bell, just because Bell's third back. Yeah, they're, you know, they're mostly he, dynasty. The
2: they're gonna be dynasty grabs, right? Like you could pick them up in a redraft, but you shouldn't need to at this point.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving yeah, okay. on. Wide receiver Chris Godwin was limited in Tuesday's practice. This is the first news, noise, whatever, I have heard about Godwin being banged up. How worried are we about this? Especially with it being so close to the Thursday night matchup.
1: I I mean, he was hurt all last year, I feel. That's why he, he didn't really produce the way everybody thought he was going to. It's one of the big reasons I am really high on AB. I don't know. I don't think Godwin, I'm really not that high on him. I'm probably not the guy to ask. I don't think he's going to be very good. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's kind of concerning. Like you said, it's a quad. Quads can linger, that's for sure. And it's hard to say, though. I mean, I think he's still going to play. They probably sat him out to make sure he'll be able to play, right? I think we'll see more of an update tomorrow when they do the walkthrough, see what he does there. I I think he'll play. I I don't. There's nothing to signal there.
0: There is word that it was just a veteran day off. So that that's definitely a, uh, a possibility uh, moving on. Cordero Patterson is listed as the number two running back on the Falcons depth chart. I don't think that matters. Um, <laughs> Mike Davis is still the starter there. Tevin Coleman. He's listed as the running back one on the jets depth chart. Although that is a murky ass running back field, You know, we were actually just talking about it before the show with, Michael Carter, and Ty Johnson knows the playbook. See, my issue with Tevin Coleman is just more of a health thing. It's not a talent thing. It's just a health thing. It, tiny guy.
2: Dude, Cordell Pat- Patterson averages six yards a carry in his career. I mean, I don't know. He's the man. It's, dude, the, Falcons. Right now.
1: it's the Falcons. It's the Falcons. The Falcons.
2: Yeah, he's, they use him all over the place. He's been used all over the place. He could be a receiver. He could be a running back. The real question is, can Mike Davis be the same thing he was last year? We've seen one year of it. Was it a fluke? Or is it something that he could repeat on a separate team? I don't think yeah. it's something he could repeat. I don't.
1: I, I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, Carolina's pretty good offensive line. They're pretty good up front. Probably a lot better than Atlanta. Just, saying, just throwing that out there. That's kind
2: of what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but if, if Atlanta has a bad O-line, And Matt Ryan, he's not exactly super mobile. There's a chance he just dumps off to Mike Davis, giving him good PPR value.
1: I would say he's going to dump off to Cordell Patterson.
2: (laughs) Cordell Patterson was a receiver in the NFL, too. So they could use both as a receiver potentially. I don't know. I, I want to stay away from it.
0: Moving on, Antonio Brown missed practice today. And Gio Bernard practiced fully, so that mustache is giving him
2: strength. Yes, it is. I ready to rock and I roll. think that's the same. Ab may have mispracticed the same reason as Goblin, just making sure he's ready. It's a little bit aged. He's not super old, but he's you know veteran. Well, it there. is possible
0: that with the game, with the game being on Thursday, it's like, hey, let's just rest these guys. Like they got nothing to really prove, especially these seasoned vets. They don't need reps to get ready for the game. They're ready to rock and roll. Moving on, what I was actually keeping an eye on. It kind of. Ruined – not ruined, but I had a tough time ranking him because I was just so concerned. But uh, running back DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions, head coach Dan Campbell said that he will play uh, week one against the 49ers. Unfortunately, it's week one against the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I, I actually – I could see this game being split between Williams and Swift. I I just – Dan Campbell did come okay. out
2: in the past and say, too, that he doesn't – Even if he plays, he doesn't know how much he'll be used. So they say he's playing. They still don't answer the second part to that question, is how much will he be used. I mean, you probably drafted him early, so I'd probably say it's safe to start him. He might be able to squeeze a touchdown in, but they're playing the 49ers, man. It's not going to be, not likely, you can never say never in fantasy football, but it's not likely going to be a crazy productive game for Swift.
1: I I can't see anybody that's being very productive, to be fully honest, on Detroit's. Offense. I'm even fading Hawkinson. I mean, when you look at who's going to be covering this guy, he's going to get a solid dose of Fred Warner, who is probably one of the best cover linebackers in the game of football.
2: Yeah, and he might get a secondary dose of double coverage, too. So. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, they've got nobody I mean, on the outside. Tyrell Williams. Exactly. Yeah.
0: uh Rams head coach Sean McVay said the team is prepping to face quarterback Justin Fields in a special Browns offensive package in week one. I think Sean McVay is wasting his time. I I don't really see that happening. Moving on, I guess nothing. No one. Uh, Bueller. Nah.
2: I mean, <laughs> I, I, I
0: don't know. It's just a note that was here. I thought it was silly. Uh, Patriots tight end Hunter Henry is expected to play Week One against the Dolphins, which I'm I'm very. I had a tough. time. I don't know about you guys, but when I was doing my rankings, I had a tough time ranking Johnny and Hunter because, uh, well, I one know. I. I feel like they're going to be running two too tight end the entire time, especially because they went out and paid both Hunter Henry and Johnny right, Smith. Right. Uh, I I kind of give the edge to Hunter Henry just because he was fantasy relevant his entire career outside. I mean, injuries kind of murked all that up, but I mean his rookie year he was tight end twenty. Following year he didn't even play a full sixteen games. Was tight end fourteen. Missed all twenty eighteen. He was tight end nine in 2019 and he only played 12 games and then tied in 12 uh, and you know, director Ross and I were talking about before. Pretty sure that, that the chargers are going to greatly deeply regret letting Hunter Henry walk to, to see him. If he's healthy, he's if, if Hunter Henry's healthy, he's a top six tight end in football. If he was healthy, if he could stay healthy, consistently healthy, you know,
2: it's, Johnny Smith really had his first big year last year, and it's only big because of eight touchdowns. And if they're splitting them between the two tight ends, I'll tell you what though—if anybody can do two tight ends, they're the guys.
1: Yeah, it's definitely New England. And I—I I, in my rankings this week, I had Johnny rated a little bit higher, but that was—I did my rankings before this news came out. I would actually probably flip them. I think Henry's going to be just a smidge, just a pussy hair more productive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Duke Johnson has signed to the Jacksonville Jaguar practice squad. Uh, We know after the ETN injury, Jacksonville has been trying to find uh, any running back to join their backfield. And again, I I think it's more of a just trying to add depth versus it's going to ruin things for
2: Robinson. I'll tell you what, there's a back that was released today that fit in quite well for the role that they need to fill. Uh Uh-huh. So we'll see where he goes, though.
0: For those who don't know, who are you referencing?
2: From the Saints, Murray, Murray, Latavius, Latavius Murray. Yeah, he he filled that secondary running back role like perfectly. So I I think that he'll get picked up somewhere. I I feel like I don't know. I feel like Jacksonville's a good fit, but I feel like there's a lot of good fits. So see where where he ends up. He is asking for maybe a high dollar amount, though.
0: I actually thought Murray was going to sign with Baltimore before uh, they signed Lev. Bell. They might have signed him too soon. That made soon. the most sense to me. It's possible. ESPN Jeff Dickerson says David Montgomery is going to rush for 1,400 yards in 2021.
1: Who's buying? Your that? Goddamn, straight he is. Hmm. I'm I'm buying all of those shares. Fair Who enough. said that though? Sorry. Jeff Dickerson Shit. from ESPN. Okay. Good on you, Jeff. I
0: think that's really about it. I don't really see any other big news out in, uh, Oh, Sean McVay also says that Sony Michelle is on track for week one against the bears, but I would, I would pause. I, I think Michelle will be the running back one for the Rams eventually, just not currently he needs to get to speed. And then once he does, I, I think Henderson's going to lose that job to him. Oh, actually I wanted to bring this one. I, I saw this one yesterday. Uh, miles Gaskin, has now officially become the player the team can trust on the field, all three downs. That's what the head coach came out and said. When all offseason he was saying, Malcolm Brown's our guy, three headed backfield. Now he's like, nah, Miles Gaskin's the guy, which I actually believed that Miles Gaskin was the guy. I thought Malcolm Brown would just kind of be the Jordan Howard role where he's just kind of vulture touchdowns from him. Yeah. But Miles Gaskin's the guy. To I'll
1: have. tell you what, it, I think uh, good old the head coach at, at Miami Flores. He must play fantasy football and just wanted to cut his uh, his average draft position down so he can snag him later. He said, "Oh, he's sharing this workload. Don't you guys worry about it." A week before the season starts, No, nah, He's actually he's the only guy.
0: Oh, actually, I just read another one right here. Uh, you could. I was actually kind of low ish on Josh Allen coming into week one because they're playing Pittsburgh. But there's actually a note here that Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, he says that TJ Watt, superstar edge rusher, is in doubt for week one against the Bills. Uh, He's currently doing a hold out in where he showed up for individual drills over the last five weeks so he wouldn't get fined. But he hasn't really participated in any team drills. And there's a chance that he just sits and pouts on the sideline. Um, And then uh, Evan Engram, he's doubtful. So the vast wasteland that is tight end, if you were picking up Evan Ingram in hopes that he was going to be any type of use, you might have to check the waiver wire for a tight end this
1: week. Yeah. You might have I mean, to. He's, he's disgusting anyways, but... This is true. <laughs> I think
0: that's... I know, I'm not really seeing anything else.
1: And, uh, well, Josh Norman, Josh Norman signed with the Niners. Which, I don't know how relevant that is. I don't think he's not going to start. Just found it interesting.
2: Interesting one for, like, if you're someone who likes to handcuff players. Royce Freeman was claimed by the Panthers. I don't know. He has not got a lot of looks throughout his career so far. But I don't know if he'll be able to overstep Chuba Hubbard or not.
0: But, you know, I was it's just uh, kind of
2: curious I, to me.
0: I was I was talking about it on Twitter. I am so sad that Freeman's career hasn't panned out the way that it I thought it would have. With him, man, in or at Oregon, he was so much fun to watch. That guy was electric, with with the ball in his hand, but just got to the NFL. Philip Lindsay hit, got hot, and just ruined it for him. Yeah,
1: I mean he was great. You're right, he was great at Oregon. Just never got the opportunity in the pros. And I, you know what? He might. I think he could beat out Chuba Hubbard. I mean, the talent's there. The talent is there. The offensive line is there. It could be something special. But it, it's all it all yeah. depends on CMC.
2: In his career, he's got 297 rushes for 1,187 yards and eight touchdowns. And that's as like a RB2 and RB3. And then he's added 409 receiving yards for another touchdown. And that was not with the best offense. So I, I don't know it's going to be the Chris Mc, Mc, Christian McCaffrey show regardless. It's more of like if he gets injured or change of pace guy, who's it going to be? And I, I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that yet.
0: Yeah, but but judging by his college tape, Royce Freeman's skill set similar to Christian McCaffrey's. He can catch the ball. He's good in open space. I mean, just obviously McCaffrey's probably the best running back over the last couple of years.
2: Um, right, like he kind of fits just, the same role. Yeah, I can see that, too.
0: So that'll wrap it up for news and noise this episode. And before we get into our Thursday night preview, we got a couple couple things we want to chat about, a couple bold claims. We're going to talk about our Super Bowl picks, our MVPs, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and your football dark horse team to a shocking thing, so to speak. Maybe not dark horse is the correct term, but just something that could be unexpected so uh, Fish you look ready who is your Super Bowl pick this year
2: I'm going to do my Super Bowl pick and my MVP pick at the same time because they are the same the Bills will be beating the Packers in the Super Bowl and the MVP of the Super Bowl and the season will be yours truly
1: Josh Allen I like it I do do like like that what do you got uh, I'm going to go ahead and go full rematch from from two years ago. I'm going to go Chiefs versus the 49ers, and I think the Niners are taking it this year.
0: Is it? Is there any any reason that because you're a Niners fan?
1: Uh, that... you know, maybe, but here's the reality of it is that roster is fantastic. It's very, very deep. They were great last year. They just got hurt. I think that they didn't lose anybody, and they've only added – stellar pieces around them they're going to be fantastic they're definitely winning the west and they're hands down getting to the super bowl and i think they're going to take they're going to take that lombardi trophy this year
0: all right uh my super bowl pick this year might sound a bit off but i think you're going to see the buffalo bills taking on the los angeles rams Mm. and I think this is the year the Rams actually win it. i, I think they have the potential to do it if st- I mean you could obviously have a pending injury, but with the they have a they have an above average offensive line, they have a decent running back room. this is Matt Stafford's best wide receiver core he's ever had his entire career and I will circle back yes, I understand he had Megatron, but he only had Megatron so Calvin Johnson is the best wide receiver he's ever had but with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higbee, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, what's not to like. I, and their defense is outstanding. So I, I just, you know, Jalen Ramsey's rocking number five again. So he's back. He's, he's got his mind, right? He's not going to let Darnell Mooney break his ankles all over the field. So I just, I see the Rams taking it and, and I like it. Um, well, Fish, you gave us your MVP of the year. Rome, who's your MVP? All right.
1: My MVP, I'm not going too far here, boys. Uh, I'm, I think he won it last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think that the Aaron Rodgers fuck you tour as stated on this show, is 100% alive and well. And I think he's going to win the MVP. I'm going to probably say he throws for about, you got to account for that extra game, I'm going to say over 5,000. And we're going to say 40 touchdowns, 45, no, like 45, it. all my MVP to Adams. Maybe he'll be the MVP actually.
0: <laughs> I don't, I think there's rules that anybody non-quarterback can't win MVP. <laughs> I think Todd, Todd Gurley was the last yeah. uh, positional yeah. player to win the MVP. My, uh, my MVP, I think he just stays with the hotness. I'm going to go with my boy, Justin Herbert. I think with the added the extra game, he's going to be the starter this entire year. They improved the offensive line. I think Josh. People sleep on Josh Palmer. I don't know if he's going to be good for redraft this year, but I, I love him in Dynasty. But I think just adding another competent wide receiver. You know, if Mike Williams can stay healthy, Jared Cook is a proven red zone tight end that can catch the ball. Austin Eckler, he's coming into the year healthy. I mean, that team. And they, and they have a kicker, finally, because goddamn Money Badger was a piece of shit. But the thing is, they actually have a kicker because they lost a bunch of games in three points or under. I think they lost six games within a score. And I, I think their defense has gotten better. Now, granted, yes, I'm a Charger fan, but Rome also picked the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think the Chargers win the Super Bowl. But I, I, st- I think Justin Herbert just stays with the hotness. He has an extra game this year and he's going to be the starter the entire season. Whereas last year he learned that he was going to start week two against the chiefs six minutes before the game started. So I, I think, I, I think Herbert's going to be awesome. I could see him throwing for 4,500 yards, probably 30 to 34 touchdowns. I think he's going to run for 600, 700 yards and probably another five scores. So I just think he's going to be your MVP this year. So moving on, we got some fancy, beautiful offensive rookies coming in for fantasy and for real life fish. Who is your offensive rookie of the year?
2: I was torn between two and I went with a quarterback because chances are, it's going to be a quarterback, not a running back. So I'm going to go with one of the quarterbacks. Who's not been spoken a lot about Zach Wilson. I just think that I think he's personally, I think he's looked like the best rookie so far. He's uh, I watched a couple games, and I know people are high on Lawrence. I watched a couple games with him, and he, he looked like he was easy to rattle. He's not been in a lot of games where he's got pressured a lot in high school or college, and once he gets pressured, he I saw a lot of bad decisions. So, I don't know, and I like Zach Wilson. I, the only reason I would ruled out the other, t- the other quarterbacks is because they potentially aren't starting. We don't know when
1: they will. Well, I'm going to keep it in the same division. And I'm going to go Mac Jones because that ties into my surprise. I think this year, and that's the Patriots are going to be—they're going to be in the postseason again. They're going to go in with his rookie quarterback. He's going to take over the reins. If anybody's going to toot- give this kid the tutelage he needs, it's going to be good old Belichick and McDaniel's. They're going to keep the kid safe, untouched. He's like Brady, but younger and, dare I say, a little more athletic. But I think he's going to be pretty spectacular this year.
2: Yeah, I can't disagree. I kind of forgot about him when I was doing my Rookies of the Year. I'm not hey, he's lie. so
1: forgettable. He's, he's like on.
2: more under the radar than Zach Wilson is.
1: Yeah, I wrote down Lawrence here first because I just think he's a starter. He's going to get these yards. Dude, Mac Jones, it's it's pretty. I like the way that's laying out for him right now.
0: I actually picked the same offensive rookie of the year as you Rome. I, I think Mac Jones is going to be, and and Ross actually just put in a note here. I actually agree with it too. The Niners are going to regret not taking Mac Jones. You
1: watch your goddamn um, mouth.
0: I, <laughs> but, but you know, well, it's funny. Actually, I, I, I thought that the 49ers would regret not taking Justin Fields. I thought Justin Fields was the better one I, of, of those ones, but
2: Rome's not going to like this, but I think the 49ers got the worst of the four there.
0: And and you, well, you motherfuckers, know, all see. of you.
2: <laughs> we'll see <laughs> how it pays out.
0: But I just think I think Mac Jones, you know, Bill Belichick, he made Tom Brady, another white, pasty, <laughs> chubby kid, the greatest quarterback of all time. And yes, Brady's great, blah, blah, blah. But Belichick had to play a factor in that. Now you have him mentoring Mac Jones. They're gonna put the they're gonna put him in the right places, they're gonna bring in the right personnel. They got the two two great athletic tight ends. Jacoby Myers really coming along. If Nelson Aguilar can actually catch a ball, he's actually really talented. So I, I think Mac Jones actually wins the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, so now we're going to talk about your surprising team. Could be a positive, could be a negative. Fish, who is weird for you this year?
2: So I got a surprise. And I, once again, was torn between two. I wanted to do the Saints just because I'm the Saints fan. But I couldn't put it into a narrative that made a whole lot of sense. So my surprise team is not the biggest surprise, but I believe that they're going to win this division by at least four games. And that's the Washington Redskins. Ooh. I just, there.
0: I don't know who that is. Do you mean the Washington oh, football team? Not yeah, Redskins?
2: I'm sorry. No, it's I'm the Redskins. He nailed it. He's I'm right. I'm stuck in the past. The divisions putrid to be nice. Dallas has a strong offense, but Washington's defense could is pretty damn good. They'll be able to contend with that. They're going to probably win both games against the Giants, one game, maybe two games against Dallas, and probably both games against the Eagles. That puts you in a damn good spot to win a division by three, four games without too much yeah. challenge.
1: I, I could see that. Ron, what do you got? I touched on it a little bit before I've got the Patriots. I think they're gonna. I don't know if they win the East because Buffalo is very fucking good, but I definitely think they're gonna make a postseason push. I could see that. Yeah, I, I
0: like that. My weird team. I think Kansas City wins the AFC West, but I think they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. I just you know they'll they'll probably end the season with one of the better records. So they'll they'll you know, be a two, three seed, one seed, whatever. But I just, I don't know. I, I think, I I think the reign of Kansas city is coming to an end. Teams are going to start figuring them out now. Granted don't, don't, now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they're all going to be great for fantasy, but I just feel that like when it gets into the playoffs, it's. I, I think their window is, is closing.
2: I almost did something that eerily matches that description. And I almost went with my surprise team being the Broncos squeaking in the wild card, eliminating the Kansas City Chiefs, and then losing. Because the Broncos play the Chiefs pretty well. I could see the Chargers doing the same thing. You know,
0: people sleep on Denver. We've talked about it numerous times. They have a good defense. They have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Font, KJM, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. They play Just,
2: in the past. They have played to their competition. So yes. that's my biggest thing. That's why they can stand up and potentially maybe beat the Chiefs or keep or stay in the running at least.
0: You know what? So, they don't sleep on it. AFC West might be the best division here in the next couple of years.
1: Who it's is the best division right there. now for you guys? Because I, I don't Are think we, anybody the, even holds a torch to the NFC West as a whole. That division is stupid.
2: That's probably accurate. Yeah. Last year it was probably the NFC South, but with Drew Brees parting ways and the Falcons just slowly deteriorating. I mean the the NFC South has been the, one of the best for a while. That for a while there there was no bad team in the South. They were all you know, the, I mean they were bad in the sense that they were like five hundred. There's not a lot, like, like you said, the NFC West. Like they're probably all going to be close to 500 or over.
1: Yeah, I can see. Like, I don't know why. I can see them all winning nine games.
2: Yeah, it's there's, every other division has a team that's going to be four wins or so. Right, right.
0: If the worst team in the division's the Niners or Seahawks, that's a pretty damn good conference.
1: I'm offended by, what, so, by the Niners being on that list, considering they're a Super Bowl <laughs> pick, and they're not even that far removed from being in the Super Bowl, and they've lost nobody. Never mind. I'm not going to do this. I'm not.
0: <laughs> All right. Move, moving on. Let's take a look at your Thursday night matchup. We got the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Tampa Bradys out there in uh, Florida. The over-under is 53 points with Tampa Bay, the favorite of minus eight, which – I man, if I was a betting man, I'd probably take that. Cause I just see Tampa Bay absolutely scorching the earth with, so let's take a look at your Dallas skill players. Got some big names on this side. We're all excited for the return of Dak Dakota Prescott, you know, Zeke Elliott lost some weight that, that he wasn't eating as much. We got CeeDee lamb, Cooper Gallup, Jarwin and Schultz, you know, so two tight ends with potential there. So, uh, uh, let, let's start off. So, uh, Dak Prescott, what are we thinking about him? Rome, where are you
1: at? Dak Prescott's going to leave. He's going to start up right where he left off when he got his ankle turned around the opposite direction last year. I think he's probably one of the best. He's one of the most fantasy-relevant quarterbacks because he always is looking downfield. He's got all these weapons around him. And if he has to, the son of a bitch can run on top of that. Like he's, I think he's primed for a nice year. I don't know about this week. I think this week is tough. Tampa Bay's defense is lights fucking out. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup for our Thursday game this week. I'm, I'm super intrigued by it.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a way to start yeah. this season. Yeah,
2: it's going to be wild.
0: So, Fish, where are you at with, uh, with Dak? Dak
2: I have him just out. I have him 10, but really thinking about it, he's probably just outside the top 10. I think he's still, if he's your quarterback, you're still going to start him. But I'd be expecting closer to like 21 to 24 points. I wouldn't expect a performance over 30 points from him. And that's being generous. He has potential to just not do very good against this defense. But like we said, they have so many weapons. If he can spread the ball around and gets a little bit of time in that pocket, he'll still be able to move the ball decently. But he's... He's a lower QB one for me this week.
0: I have, I actually have Dak as my, my quarterback eight this week, just because I feel that Tampa Bay just lights up the scoreboard, which is going to force Dak to throw. Now there is a concern with Zach Martin out, you know, one of their star offensive linemen and that, that Tampa Bay defensive line is no joke, but I just, I feel that Tampa Bay, they're going to get out to an early lead. It's going to force Dak to throw. And you know he does have rushing upside. Everybody's healthy right now outside. Unfortunately, his offensive line isn't healthy. But I just I feel that Dak. He's. St- I mean, he was matchup proof last year before his foot fell off. So I mean, I, I I still would be you know hot in the flames with Dak Prescott. I'm I'm not too worried about that. Uh, moving on, we got the big the the big bellied man. Well, the not as big bellied man. We got Zeke Elliott. Happy, he's eating. Feed Zeke. Rome, where are you? You're you're a big Zeke Homer. Where are you at? With I am Zeke? a big
1: Zeke Homer. And that being said, I'm really not super sold on him this week. Just simply because, again, the defense that they're playing, Tampa Bay, they do everything so good. They're they're not just uh oh, we do the pass. Oh, we get after the pass rusher. They play the run. They defend the pass. They're intense as fuck. Their linebackers, almost all of them, seem like they can go sideline to sidelines, which is never a good thing when you have a running back going up against that. I've got Zeke this week as my running back 10. I just think it's going to be kind of a rough matchup. Again, if you are in a full-point PPR, it's a little higher because I think with, with his upside to make catches out of the backfield when they're down, I think that's going to play a big role. Plus losing Martin too, man. That that hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Uh, Fish where are you. I at? have
2: Zeke rig- ranked exactly the same, number ten. I don't even think he'll break a hundred yards. I think that the reason I have him at ten is because I think he'll get a touchdown. Maybe he'll sneak out too. Maybe on, on a good performance by him, because they're probably going to be down pretty quickly. I'm saying seventy receiving yards and maybe. 25 passing yards on four receptions or so.
0: Yeah. I I'm actually, I I'm the lowest on Zeke this week, which is uh, I guess not too surprising for all the same reasons. I I have concerns. I just think game script kind of, yes, Zeke can catch, but I think they're going to be airing it deep. You know, they're, they with a banged up O line, they're going to try to get it out quick. Um, I actually have him as my running back 13. 12 13 yeah it's tough but somewhere borderline rb1 still at zeke i mean how do you not but just yeah. i'd lower my expectations this week cuz i just think he's going to get scripted out of this game i see a lot of cd lamb a lot of amari cooper involvement this week but uh, you know just lower your expectations somewhat uh, moving on we got the wide receivers rome you want to give us your your breakdown of your guys
1: absolutely i uh, at this point i've got cd lamb Ranked the highest. I've got him as my wide receiver seventeen this week. And again, this defense—I'm not. I don't like fucking with them. It's—it's tough. It's just a tough matchup all around. So, like I said, I got CD at seventeen. I've got Amari Cooper at twenty-two, and I think Gal—I have Gallup at forty-eight. Like I'm really not all that interested. But if you're going to take any, or CD Lamb's your man. There you go.
2: Fish where are you. I I got them similar. I'm a little higher on all of them just because they're like we like we said they're probably going to have to be passing the ball a lot. So I have CeeDee Lamb. I have him all the way up at 13. I think he's going to have some touchdown upside. So I moved him up above some players. And I have a Marty Cooper down by 18. I think that I think like like we said it's just going to be there's going to be a lot of opportunity here for him. Even if they aren't winning the game, they're they're going to be getting fantasy points. I think that they'll be able to get receptions and move the ball decently. I don't think they'll be able to get into the end zone that often. Yeah. And then Michael. Gallop, I got him ranked similarly. Michael Gallup. I have down at. Th- Michael Gallup. I have down at thirty-five.
0: Yeah. Uh, similarly, I got Lamb at fourteen, Cooper at nineteen, and I actually <laughs> I got Gallup at sixty-four. It's like, I, I'm not even touching Gallup with a 10-foot pole. I mean, I, I'd, I'll i play name almost any other wide receiver three on any other offense. I'd probably go that route over Gallup this week. Um, I just, again, he's going to look to Lamb early and often. He's going to look Cooper early and often. So I, I just think that's the way it goes this week. Um, before I rudely interrupted you, Fish, what was your – what was your uh, well, what were you here I was just going to say
2: – well, I forgot what I was going to say, but I will mention that the reason I am much higher on Gallup than you – is that it becomes one of those high upside type plays? Like somebody in Dallas is going to get a bunch of catches. I could see the defense locking down Lamb and Amari Cooper, and then basically giving it to to Gallup and saying, if, "If if you're going to beat us Gallup, then you're going to be the guy that has to beat us."
0: Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, but me Gallup to me would be more of a best ball play. If anything,
2: yeah, I, so I don't think I'd sure. start him in any format but are you guys but...
0: you guys interested in either of the tight ends for Dallas
2: not no. this week they have to All prove right, it
0: moving on we got we got the Tampa Brady Buccaneers uh just his father time catching Tom Brady you know i i think Tom Brady it might catch him this year but week 1 i i think he's going to just still be lighting the earth on fire so um Rome, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your Tampa Bay.
1: Well, I could not agree with you, you more. Because I think I have Tom Brady as my quarterback for this week. I think that this Dallas defense has, they've done nothing. They're, they've proven nothing other than they're bad. So I'm very interested in anything Tom Brady, anything in in this passing offense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fish, where were you with Tom Brady?
2: I'm really close. I got him at six. I am right there with you guys. I maybe Father Time gets in this year. It's probably not going to be in the first four weeks unless he gets a catastrophic type of injury.
0: Call me crazy. Tom Brady's my quarterback too this week. Oh, I think that's with Thursday night primetime game, he's gonna this is gonna be the healthiest Tom Brady and his entire team is going to be coming into the season. Dallas is bad on defense sure they got pieces like Micah Parsons is cool Leighton Vander Esch is cool that doesn't stop the Buccaneers offense with Mike Evans sure Godwin fade him in fantasy but he's still great in real life football Antonio Brown Bruce Arian said that uh, Antonio Brown looks like a wide receiver that's five years younger than he actually is right now Ronald Jones is good Leonard Fournette's good Gio Bernard's great catching too he's got his James White type guy yep you know, I just Tom Brady, like I said, if he's I, I he could throw for three fifty and four touchdowns this game. Yeah, absolutely
2: surprise. could. Uh-huh. One thing you mentioned uh-huh. too is that that Dallas kind of they got Van Der Vanderesh back. He I think he was injured proportion of the year last year. They got Parsons. If anything, that just adds to the passing game. I mean, I yeah. know Vanderesh can kind of yeah. cover. I'm not. I don't know a whole lot about Parsons, but, but that'll just open up the passing game more, because their, their defensive backs is what really needs help, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Big time. Uh, moving on, we got the running backs of Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Gio, Rome, hit me with it.
1: I'll hit you with it here. I Listen, when I'm looking here at my list, there's so many fucking good running backs. Uh, that being said, I've got Ronald Jones at 22 this week. I think, I think the fact that I would have him so much higher if he was the only guy there Because I think Rojo Is fucking dope But I think you add this Fournette thing Where who who knows who's going to be what Who knows the the, the uh, Touch disparencies I've got him at 22 I've got Leonard at 32 And I did not rank Gio. I did not rank the mustache That's okay Fish where are you Where are your thoughts
2: yeah, I am in a pretty similar situation here. I have Ronald Jones at 24, and the you know last dependable RB2, and that could really fluctuate a couple positions up and down depending upon people's opinions on players. And then I have Leonard Fournette down at 40. I think they're going to give Ronald Jones the go for the most part, and he's going to have to get taken away from him by Fournette. Yeah. So, I don't think this is the week that Fournette makes it even. I say it's going to be a 60 40, maybe 65 35 split favoring Jones for the first week. And that could change depending upon his or both of theirs' performances. And I also, I mean, I didn't rank Giovanni Bernard per the weekly, but I left him where he was, and that was down at 56. It, he's just, he's not a bad running back. He, he would just need touchdowns to be relevant
0: or an injury. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm actually the highest on Ronald Jones this week between you guys. I got him at running back 20. I just, I think he does get involved. Um, especially if Tampa Bay does get out to an early lead. I, I, I think it's going to be the Tom Brady show for the first three quarters of the game, three and a half quarters. They're going to want to showcase his skill. It's going to be the only game, the first game of the season. So they're going to really just show Brady showcase. He's timeless. He's, you know, he's a Cadillac, but then, I think as the game progresses, they take the lead. Then they're just going to stomp the throat with Ronald Jones at the end. Realistically, I, I think Dallas puts up points, but I mean, this game could easily be 48 to 24 at the end of the game. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I, I like Ronald Jones this week, but I mean, you know, RB two and then Leonard Fournette, he is my running back 36, but you're not, you can't play if you're playing. Okay. If you're starting Leonard Fournette, I'm very sorry for you. <laughs> and then Gio, I, I didn't even rank him because I didn't, want to waste my time moving on we got the wide receivers which is uh god it, it, you know when i was, it just it's so hard to rank some of these guys there's so many talented players out there but i mean this matchup is like I said, I, i'm high on everybody this week i mean spoiler alert because tom brady's my quarterback too but uh, uh rome what, what,
1: what is your wide receiver feel yeah i'm really high on these fuckers also here i've got mike evans at four i think I mean, the guy gets a thousand yards every season he's going to show out week one I've got, I know I was shit on them a little bit earlier here, but I've got Chris Godwin at my wide receiver 15. Again, this is matchup-based. They're going to be chucking the ball around. He's going to get his touches. And then I have got Antonio Brown as my wide receiver 30. And I think that he, I think he's got the most upside because he's, be, he's just going to be that slot guy that runs around and makes shit happen, man. I'm, I'm excited to see how they use him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fish, where are you? All right, so I got Mike Evans here at my wide receiver eight for the week. I'm going to throw him. He's going to be good every week. I have him a little lower because uh, he probably won't score a touchdown because he doesn't like to do that anymore for some reason. And then down here a little more. I have... Where the hell did he go? Let me find him. Oh, there he is. 20. Chris Godwin at 20. I had him up a little higher, and then I heard about that he has kind of toying with an injury, so I moved him down just about three spots, maybe four spots, but just because I'm not sure if he's going to have to take snaps off. And then I also have Antonio Brown right where Rome does that wide receiver 30.
0: Yeah, I... Uh I'm right there with you, Fish. I got Evans at eight. I'm actually a little higher on Godwin this week. I think Godwin is going to, it's it's going to, I think he's going to be one of the most frustrating wide receivers in all of fantasy football this year, because I think he has the absolute potential to be outstanding this week and, and your given weeks this week. He's actually my wide receiver 13 this week. I, I think he's right outside the top 12. I think he's going to be good just this week, maybe next week against Atlanta. But I, I think so. Like, okay. Side note if you have Godwin on your roster, trade him after this week or next week. Cause I think he kind of sucks the rest of the year. Uh, Cause I mean, a couple of years ago, he's the wide receiver two. this last year. He was a wide receiver, like 30 something. He's probably closer to the 30 side than the two side, but I think he's going to have absolutely high value right now. So I would try to move him now versus later in the year when he starts going for six for 66 and no touchdowns. But since Dallas is just bad, on defense. I think Godwin absolutely lights it up this week. And then I do like Antonio Brown this week. I have him as my wide receiver 29. I wanted to make him higher. The problem is just so many goddamn mouths to feed. So I just I'm going to lower him for now. He could easily switch place with Chris Godwin in my rankings, but I think this is going to be a good Chris Godwin game versus, you know, Mike Evans. I I think he he's going to probably put up like 55 yards and two touchdowns but Godwin's going to be that 80 to 110 receiving yards maybe a touchdown and then Antonio Brown's going to be that random he's going to get that one catch for 44 yards and a touchdown just like a nice bomb just down the seam but I just I like everybody this week I would play all the Tampa Bay uh, wide receivers with confidence this week yep, so me too. Uh moving on we we got the tight end or ends depending on where you're at. You got Gronk, you got OJ Howard um Cameron Brait. Um, are you guys playing any of the
2: tight ends?
1: I've got Gronk at 18. I don't know if I'm playing him, I, but I ranked him. I go. put
2: I put Fish. Gronk at 11 just because of the touchdown upside. I mean, I have him above like Noah Font, Logan Thomas. They're probably going to put up more yards, but Gronk's one of those guys that could get you two, three touchdowns on 15 yards in a game. It depends how they use yeah. My biggest thing with their tight ends is, like, how are they really going to use all these guys? Like, who's getting the red zone? Who's getting the open field? Who's Brady favoring? I, I, my, that's part of the reason I have Gronk so high. Is I feel like Brady and Gronk's connection is well-established. He knows where he's going to be on the field. He could trust him. So.
1: Agreed.
0: You're not wrong. I, I'm closer to Rome, though. I got uh, Gronk as my tight end 17 this week. I, I could— See, the thing is, yes, you're right, Fish. He could have two touchdowns, but he could easily have one catch for four yards. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. And and especially last year, he came on kind of slow. Now, granted, he came out of retirement, so that could have played a factor into it. But again, I just think I just get this weird gut feeling that with national game, first game of the year, it's the only game on TV. I just think Brady's going to air it out because he's going to probably be like, a, hey, for those of you that thought I was old, fuck you. Look at me throwing 40-yard bombs all night. I, yeah. I feel the
2: all same night. about Gronk, right? Like, this is the healthiest they're both going to be. So if I'm going to have R- Gronk in the top 12, this is the week I'm going to do it. And it probably won't happen again, especially once I see his usual yeah. If he gets a bunch of touchdowns and yards, but that might change. But it's kind of banking on the upside of the week one. Nice defense matchup. Fresh legs for the season. This is their, this is his chance to do his best, probably.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're, you you're not wrong. So I think that'll wrap it up for us this week. I'm sorry, this episode. Tomorrow, we're going to bring you the rest of your NFC matchups. We've got your AFC matchups. Maybe some other fun stuff that you guys like because we like talking to you. We like the sound of our own voices, but we want to guide you, coach you, Hold your hand through this fantasy season. Get you that title. Get you that belt. Have your friends stop making fun of you <laughs> and your wife telling you that this is a waste of time because you're going to be a champion. So when you're sleeping on the couch next to that title, just remember, we got you there. Babe. Damn right. So again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate all the support. Get us on social medias at Filthy Fball Show on Twitter. Get us on Instagram at Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Send in your emails to filthy fantasy show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, guys. We appreciate all the love and support you guys give. We couldn't do it without you. Again, thank you. King Josh, Josh,
2: the Rome. Fantasy fish. Have a good one, y'all.